Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Hey friends, welcome to episode 36 of Calm Words for Anxious Hearts, and you're listening to part two in a four-part series entitled Money, Grace, and Extravagant Generosity. And I'm going to go ahead and give this episode a title, That Which Matters Most. And so let's start with the question, what is it in your life that matters the most? Now, whenever I teach on this topic, the illustration I typically offer comes from the movie City Slickers, where Billy Crystal plays a dissatisfied salesman named Mitch who's experiencing somewhat of a midlife crisis. And so Mitch goes with two of his friends on a two-week vacation, a cattle drive through the desert of the Midwest. The trip is led by Curly, an ancient cowboy wise to the ways of the world. And at one point, Curly asks Mitch if he wants to know the secret of life. It's this, Curly says, holding up a single finger. It's one thing. The secret of life is pursuing one thing. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Here ends the reading. Now, before we dive in, I just want to remind everyone of the goal of these podcasts. It's not to challenge you to give more money, nor is the point to feel bad about what you have. In fact, I just bought a new car and I feel great about the purchase. I don't worship the car, nor do I feel guilty for having the car. Rather, I hold the new car in its proper perspective. Why? Because it's not the thing in my life that matters the most, not even by a long shot. And so this conversation is about what it means, not just to pursue one thing, but to pursue the most important thing, trusting that whenever we do that, everything else in life tends to fall into place, including that thing we're after called happiness and joy and peace. And the passage I just read from the Gospel of Mark is a perfect segue into that conversation because it begins when a man comes to Jesus and asks the ultimate question, what must I do? to inherit eternal life. Now, clearly this man is excited and sincere. He runs up and he kneels at Jesus' feet. He's also a faithful person, and to the best of his knowledge, he hadn't broken one commandment since he was a kid. I mean, this is a good guy. 
and clearly Jesus likes him. Mark says that looking at him, Jesus loved him. But a better translation of the Greek would be that Jesus was exceedingly fond of this man. In fact, Jesus wants to get to know this guy better. I'm on the move, Jesus says. My disciples and I, we are a traveling squad, and so if you want a taste of the eternal life here and now, forget all your stuff and join us, and I'll teach you what eternal life is really about. That was Jesus' invitation to this man. Attempting offer. The problem, of course, was the let go of your stuff part. This man had accumulated many possessions, and Jesus quickly perceived that he was placing his stuff at the center of his life, that wealth was to him that which mattered the most. And what does Jesus say? That's the one thing I want you to let go of. Now, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I hear this story, I cringe a bit because I imagine that Jesus is asking me to make a sacrifice that isn't in my best interest. Like the man in today's gospel, I'm tempted to read this and walk away grieving. And do you know why? Because like this man, I don't fully grasp that Jesus is exceedingly fond of me too. That Jesus' desire is to be closer to me than I'm allowing him to be right now. And that what Jesus asked me to let go of is always in my best interest. Something that's necessary if I'm to become more fully alive. The truth is, you and I are programmed with so much shame that we forget that Jesus' words are life and not death, grace and not judgment, healing and not punishment. And so we wrongly assume that Jesus is being harsh, that Jesus wants us to feel guilty for what we have or that he's asking us to do the impossible or worse, to do something harmful to our well-being. But do you know what's so ironic about this story? Jesus doesn't give us one ounce of extra work to do. There is no secret 11th commandment being revealed today that says that true believers will be poor and homeless. Jesus does not give a new commandment. All he does is remind us of the first commandment. I am the Lord your God, and you shall have no other gods before me. Put differently, I am that, God says, that needs to matter the most in your life if you're to experience the happiness and joy and peace for which you were created. And Jesus, he looked into this man's heart and saw that his one thing wasn't God but rather his stuff, his possessions. And because Jesus knows him and because Jesus loves him, Jesus shows this man the one thing he loves more than God, the one thing blocking his joy, the one thing keeping him from living a more human life. And that one thing, that one thing he loves more than God is all that Jesus, lover of this man's soul, wants him to let go of. And so my question for you today is pretty simple. What is your one thing? Now, it's not necessarily material possessions. It can be an intangible possession, like being successful or attractive or funny. 
Maybe your one thing is that you have to be right all the time, or maybe it's comfort, or maybe your one thing really is money. And for the record, just so we're clear, whether or not money is our one thing has nothing to do with our tax bracket. I can tell you from experience, you don't have to have a lot of money to deify it. And the flip side, I know lots of people who have lots of money, and they hold that money lightly because for them, it's not that which matters the most. And so this isn't really a podcast episode about what we have. It's an episode about what we love. And so what's the one thing you love a bit too much in proportion to your love for God? Because as C.S. Lewis once said, it's actually impossible to love anything in our life too much. You can't love your money too much. You can't love your kids too much. You can't love your vacation home too much. You can't love the respect of other people too much. We can only love these things too much in proportion to our love for God. The man in today's gospel, he didn't love his wealth too much. He loved Jesus too little. In other words, it's not so much that he lacked courage, but knowledge that Jesus was exceedingly fond of him and that Jesus knew what was best for him and that Jesus was offering him a different type of wealth, a different quality of life, a different version of happiness than he ever could have imagined. And so what is your one thing? What's your one thing? I want you to think about that this week, and as you do, I want to end my podcast today with a story. And this story is about greyhounds, the dogs that race around the track following those mechanical rabbits. And the following is a conversation between a reporter and a very successful greyhound racer that quits racing at the very height of his career. And because the reporter doesn't understand why he would quit, he goes out to interview the dog, and their conversation went something like this. So why'd you quit? Are you too old? No, no, said the dog. I still had some race left in me. So did you not win enough races? He said, no, I won over a million dollars for my owner. So they treated you badly. Is that why you quit? God knows, said the dog. They treated us like kings as long as we were winning. Then what? Did you get injured? He said, no, I'm actually healthier than I've ever been in my whole life. And so at this point, the reporter just didn't get it. He didn't understand why this dog would quit racing at the height of his career. And so he asked him, why on earth would you quit at the height of your game? And this is what the dog said. He said, I quit the day I found out that what I was chasing was not really a rabbit. That's when I quit. All that running, 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 and that thing I was chasing, it wasn't even real. And so I wonder what you're running after, what you are chasing, what you are pursuing with more energy, more devotion, more heart, more sincerity than a more intimate relationship with God. Because the point of This story we heard from Mark's gospel isn't to shame us for having a car with leather seats or a little extra money in the bank, nor is Jesus telling us to quit our job or leave our family or liquidate our 401k if we want to be a real Christian. That's not the point. No, the point 
is that in some aspect of our life, each one of us is chasing a plastic rabbit. And by definition, the energy we invest in that chase will not lead to a more generous life. And Jesus loves us enough to tell us the truth about that. And so are we listening to what Jesus has to say? Because the good news of the Christian gospel isn't that we need to run, 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 spend our life chasing after God. No, the good news of the gospel is that God is extravagantly generous and that he is the one chasing us. As the book of Hebrews puts it, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, disregarding its shame. For the sake of the joy set before him, Jesus did that. And of course, we know what that joy was. It's you. It's me. It's this world. We are Jesus's one thing, the people he is exceedingly fond of above all else. In other words, we are to God that which matters the most. As we take that wonderful truth in, generosity will come out. Let us pray. Lord, teach me to be generous. Teach me to serve you as you deserve, to give and not count the cost, to fight and not heed the wounds, to toil and not seek for rest, to labor and not ask for reward, except to know that I am doing your will and resting in your peace. Amen.